0: It's time for the morning blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school is really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps, Mitchick with the swing and the kill, point Goodland, match Goodland, to the pros. Oh my! Nolan Jones crushes it! A walk off winner. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. Four wide receivers give it again to Betts, and he's bent in the backfield and dropped for a big loss. The Cowboys come flying in, and guess who leads the pack? The bad man himself, Red Irig. Down 19-9, just under three to play. They motion-cure to the far side. They're rolling out to the right. Lincoln's open in the flat, and it is caught by Lincoln. And then he reaches for the pylon. He's in. Touchdown, Cowboys. From the six-yard line. Hand off again, no, it's Howard to the left, walks in, touchdown Kansas State. Howard walks in with 8.56 to go, and K-State is on the board and cutting in to a 26 15 lead. Here's the snap back to Reggie Love, he gets hit at the goal line, and ball might have popped out, I don't think he made it in there. Nebraska's Blackshirts have put together a goal line stand and will take over at the one yard line. Handed off to Devin Neal, weaves through traffic, got a seam, here we go. Devin Neal down the left sideline, cuts back the 45, still on his feet, he could go, 25-20, 15-10-5, 20, touchdown Kansas! all to the wall, puts it down, Mata kick is up, it is on its way, and it is good! 12 seconds remaining, Alejandro gives Colorado the lead! Break right to left in front of the face of Mahomes, who takes the snap, rush to the outside, pass, caught on a slam, touchdown! Hands on City, Rushy Rice. Four man rush. Russ in the pocket sets up the screen. McLaughlin bounces it once and it catches it. Inside the 15, inside the 10, the five, touchdown, Denver. Happy Monday morning, everybody. We're back on the morning blitz on 1025 U Rock. AM 730, Fox Sports, Tri-State. Of course, also online, nwksradio.net. And the Rocking M app. Glad you're with us here on this Monday program. As always, when we're part of the Morning Blitz, hit us up on our text line, the number, 785-899-2222. The number part of the Morning Blitz here. On a Monday, October the 9th, temperatures expected to be in the low to mid-70s today. It was a warm day yesterday after a very cool Friday. You know, where. Uh, temperatures got down to just above freezing. Uh, we had a very warm Sunday, that's for sure. Uh, definitely a change in direction of temperature-wise, temperatures up into the 80s. But we'll be uh, looking at around uh, 42 right now. A cool start, but on our way to a high of 74 uh, on this Monday morning. Hope everyone had a great weekend, safe weekend, a fun weekend, and just glad that you're back with us here on this Monday morning, where today uh, we will take a look at the Colby Goodland football game with our good friend from 100 Point Through the Ride, Radio Voice, the Eagles, Christian Packdimick, Pat- Pat- will join us and talk about uh, his perspective from the Colby Goodland game and then have a little bit of fun with that as well. In the second segment coming up here uh, in today's show, we'll look ahead to today in our last segment. Uh, we'll get to a little Colby Community College Volleyball, 3A Regional Golf today happening at Sugar Hills. That tees off here coming up in about, what, 15, 50, 50, less than 50 minutes, 45 minutes away. Uh, ladies will be teeing off over in uh, over at Sugar Hills Golf Course. So they're on the range right now getting warmed up. Uh, so if you're driving there, welcome to Goodland. Hope you have a great day and uh, going to have some beautiful weather for some 3 through 1A Regional Golf for all of our area golfers. So we got that coming up today in today's program. But you know it's a Monday And that means that we have our weekend winners and losers to get to right now. There are two kinds of people in this world. There's winners and there's losers. Which ones were which this past weekend? I want winners. Loser, you're a loser. It's the weekend's winners and losers on the Morning Blitz. You want to be a winner, be a winner. It's probably the most successful showing for area girls tennis. On Friday and Saturday. Uh, That's our first winner of the week and that would be uh, four Lady Eagles and one Goodland Cowgirl qualifying for the state tennis tournament uh, this past weekend in Phillipsburg is where they played at Phillipsburg High School. I think a lot of people expected Hayden Bellamy uh, from Colby to probably make it to state. I mean, she's an unbelievable 32 and one this season. Uh, She finished first in the singles. Uh, She was absolutely dominant. Uh, Very, very good. And you might have seen maybe the doubles team uh, for Colby uh, qualify as well um, in the likes of Lexi Schrader and Kennedy McCarty because they had had really good seasons. Even though they were 12-13, and 13, they'd had a pretty solid season at this point in time. People would have thought that. But also throw in the likes of Allison Zimmerman of Colby who qualified in the singles. She finished in fifth place uh, with a 15-10 and 10 record going to state. And then for the first time since the program was brought back in 2019, the Goodland Cowgirls will be sending a lady to state, and that would be uh, junior Addie Owens. 15-15 and 15 record, uh, finishing in 6th place, just to qualify there for the Goodland Cowgirls. So, once again, the doubles team of Lexi Schrader, Kenny McCarty finishing 4th in doubles, going to the state tournament. Uh, Addie Owens of Goodland finishing 6th in singles. Allison Zimmerman finishing 5th in singles. And Hayden Bellamy, your regional champ. And I feel like it's going to have a great chance of, of bringing home more hardware. She did last year uh, at the state tournament and having a chance to do that again uh, here starting uh, this weekend coming when it gets going on Friday. So a very, very solid showing in the team results. Colby finished just one point behind Phillipsburg. So it was Phillipsburg who won the regional. Colby finished in second with 14 points. Second place was Osborne with 10. Uh, Goodland ended up finishing in third. Sorry, third place was Osborne. Uh, And then Goodland finishing, I believe, in sixth place or seventh place. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, seventh place, excuse me, uh, with two points scored. Greeley County also had a one The doubles team uh, scored a single point for them. Greeley County finishing in eighth place. But nobody qualified for state from Greeley County. But uh, once again, congratulations to the five ladies who did. The four from Colby and the one from Goodland and Addie Owens. Uh, qualifying to state. And once again, very special for Owens, the first girl to make it to state for GHS since the program came back back in 2019. So that's our first winner of the weekend, state tennis qualifiers. By the way, that will uh, state tennis will take place in Topeka at the Cossover Tennis Center. Uh, that is starting on Friday and will continue into Saturday if you're able to make it through the Friday rounds. Our second winner of the weekend is going to go to Hoxie head football coach Lance Barr. The, Ho- the Hoxie Indians uh, on this last Friday picked up a nice win over Hill City. Hill City's an up-and-coming team. They struggled a bit early in the year because of young players due to older players being injured. They're getting their feet they are getting their feet back under them with guys getting back and healthy. Hoxie still able to take care of the ring next, 36-24. And the reason why head coach Lance Barr is a winner of the weekend is because that was his career 100th win. Congratulations to him. I always remember Lance Barr because I think it was one of his first seasons, if not his first, my first year I was out here in western Kansas. And so he's been out here just about as long as I have been. And uh, Coach Barr, and this, this to me speaks to just great longevity. Um, and, and, you know, you, some coaches, they'll win 100 games at multiple different places. And, and Coach Barr has gotten it done at one place. It's been very impressive to see him do that over the, over the years here. He's consistently built a very good program that you know. Hoxie football probably wasn't that it wasn't that great prior to him. It was okay. It wasn't great. He's made it great. They've played for state championships. They've won hardware. He's really done a great job with that program. Now you got to give also credit to a lot of the kids there at Hoxie because they have they have great uh, athletic programs all across, and that goes down to the athletes and the coaches too. I mean, you think about it, Hoxie's got one of the best wrestling programs, if not the best, in the state. Uh, their basketball teams are usually pretty competitive. There were some years where they were competing in state tournaments. Uh, of course, the girls were winning back to back to back state tournaments, but you know, on the guy side, of things they were competing in uh, late in the regionals and and state tournaments. Uh, you know, their track and field team is usually very very good, as it has been in previous years. You know, football is good. Volleyball this year is a phenomenal sport. Uh, for Hoxie, I think they're what 25 and three, really impressive. I mean, it's Hoxie is an athletic powerhouse. They've got a lot of success going there, and it goes back to the athletes and the coaches, and Lance Barr being one of them. And once again, a 36-24 win over Hill City on Friday night gets him career win number 100. Uh, and once again, to, and, and you to see that to see a coach hang around, you know, especially at a smaller school. You know, usually if you have a lot of success, you know, you're looking to move up, you know, maybe get into 11-man, a 3A, a 4A, a 5A school possibly. You know, they just, it goes once again back to the kids and the administration, uh, keeping coaches happy so that they want to be there and they want to have the success. And so Lance Barr wants congratulations, a winner of the weekend, 100 career wins after a 12-point victory over Hill City here this past Friday. Uh, A few other areas high school football scores from this past Friday night. Oakley, unfortunately, lost at Ellis. It was the most competitive game of the season so far, I think. 33-6, the Plainsmen lost at Ellis, but dropping to 0-6 on the season. Of course, uh, Colby uh, picking up the win in the 100th meeting of the Colby-Goodland rivalry game. 19-16, Goodland had a late fourth quarter rally to come back and uh, make a game a little bit closer than it was. Goodland was down 19 nothing before getting a safety and then two touchdowns with less than four minutes to play in the game uh, and had a chance, a slim chance, but had a chance to possibly take the, take the lead in the last minute. It was a slim chance. And they probably had a better chance to take the game over earlier in the contest if they could have been better inside the red zone. And they weren't. Um, give credit to Colby. Uh with their great with their diff defense sti- stiffening up when it mattered the most, so but it was a really good game. I said here on the show on Friday I said, I think this will be the most competitive Colby Goodland game that that I have seen since I've been around here, and I believe it and it was it was the most competitive at least on the scoreboard. uh I think it was the most competitive game, and it was like I said very very close, very exciting game, and Colby comes out on top, made less mistakes, and uh capitalized. Just a few more times than Goodland did or was able to do. Uh Rollins County, probably other big win, probably the biggest win of the weekend. They took down Quinter pretty handily. 44 to 18. I think that's a statement win for Rollins County. Rollins County has been really good all season long. They've beaten quality programs. They've beaten Wallace County. They've beaten some other really good programs uh this year, Hill City. They've beaten some they they've beaten some, i don't know if they've beaten hill city they might have that up this coming up on the schedule but they've beaten some other really good programs this year. Uh Dayton was another one that Rollins County beat. And they've won all these games for the most part for the most part pretty handling and Quinter, a really quality football team, Rollins County took care of. I mean Rollins County ran for over 300 yards and and held uh Quinter, I think I read somewhere like to just a yard a carry or something like that. I mean it was tough sledding for the Bulldogs against the Against the Buffaloes. But Rollins County looking like a real, true, eight-man D1 contender. Really looking like that right now. They have they have really played well, and they I think they're just getting better and better and better uh, the further they go along. Led by head coach Aaron Schromach and uh, his friend Ryan Schromach, who's been a phenomenal player uh, for them all season long. Look out, Rollins County looking like a team that's going to be you know, making a late postseason run is what it looks like to me. Tough night on Friday night for Wallace County. They were shut out at Victoria, 46-0. to I think people probably thought expected to be a little bit more competitive game. Uh, give credit to Victoria. They took advantage of the Wildcats. How about the shootout that happened uh, between St. Francis and Logan Palco? The Indians picking up a win, 76-52. to I mean, that's like a six-man score. Uh, what is that? 128 total points combined. 76-52. If you love offense, that was the game to watch. St. Francis winning over Logan Palco. Uh, Decatur Community ran away from Stockton on homecoming. They won 54-6. And in sixth man, we had a bunch of shutout victories. Shilin blasting Western Plains Haley. 84-0. That's right. I didn't miss that up. 84 84-0. As I said on the program on Friday, I said I bet Chris Walden's getting ready to get a lot of his backup kids in, get them some experience. Had plenty of time to do that in an 84-0 win. Weskin shutout Chase 49 to nothing, and Golden Plains had a shutout win over Tri Plains Brewster 45 to zero. So those are your results from Friday night in high school football from around the listening region. Uh, but once again, that goes back to our head coach and our winner of the weekend. That's Hoxie head coach Lance Barr with 100 wins in his team's victory over Hill City on Friday night. Let's move on to Losers of the Weekend, because these are more fun, to an extent. Our first Loser of the Weekend is a fun one, because it really has nothing with anybody in the region, but it has to do with Mario Cristobal. Anybody happen to see what happened in the Miami-Georgia Tech game? If you watched any college football or any postgame of the college football Saturday, you had to have seen it, or even was on social media. One of the most ridiculous things you will ever see. Uh, in, 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 in football, especially at major college, in major uh, you know, where p- people get paid large sums of money to coach and in this case play football but this is all on the coach Miami is leading in this football game over Georgia Tech with less than a minute to play they have 43 seconds left it's third down and 10 instead of taking a knee they decide well, let's run the ball here and what happens? They run the football, and it ends up being fumbled by the running back for Miami. That leaves about 35 seconds left to play, and a couple plays later, Georgia Tech, who hadn't done anything all night, throws a bomb pass to a wide receiver who gets behind the defense, makes the catch, and dives into the end zone, giving Georgia Tech the unprobable come-from-behind victory over the Miami football team. That is a Division I football coach who makes multi-millions of dollars not knowing the situation, not taking a knee. When you can take the knee and then it might be fourth down with probably three seconds left, you run a play on fourth down and then you throw it in the air out of bounds. You run a play, you sprint out to the right, you wait till there's zeros on the clock and you throw it out of bounds. It doesn't matter. The game is over. Instead, You take the ball, you give it to a running back, he fumbles. A couple plays later, the opposing team comes back and beats you. Miami goes from being an unbeaten team to now having the worst loss, one of the worst losses, in college football this season. Because it shouldn't have happened. Georgia Tech was given an absolute gift. And the funny thing is, this isn't the first time that Mario Cristobal's done this. Research goes back to show that when he was at Oregon and they took on Stanford, he actually had a scenario where he did the same exact thing, handed the ball off late in the fourth quarter, fumbled it away. Then guess what? Stanford came back and won that game in overtime over Oregon. This did not happen in an overtime, by the way, the Miami game, but that's very, very sad. And bad, bad coaching. Mario Cristobal, once again a big loser of the weekend. It was not a it was a, it was a decent weekend. For for college football, 3-1 if you're going by the regional teams. The lone loss coming to Kansas State, which probably was the most puzzling one of all. Kansas State loses on Friday night in Stillwater, 29-21. There is something in the Stillwater, down in Stillwater, that causes the Kansas State Wildcats to not be able to find the left side of the win-loss column. Kansas State coming off a bye you think would be refreshed and recharged. I think Oklahoma State had a buy as well. I don't want to say that for sure. I thought they might have had a buy. They might have not. Nonetheless, coming fresh off of a buy, feeling good about themselves. I thought Kansas State seemed that way on a Tuesday, and they go into Stillwater. It's a place they cannot win. It is a house of horrors for them, and especially Will Howard. This was the place where Will Howard had his first ever start. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he did back when he was a redshirt freshman, and he was not ready. This is back when Skylar Thompson got hurt a few years back. Will Howard, I think, got his first, if it wasn't his first uh, college start, I think it was his first road college start. And he had a horrible showing. People were questioning whether Will Howard can play at the Division One level. And then remember what happened last year when he put it all together after Adrian Martinez went down. Well, he reverted back to the redshirt freshman, sophomore days. Fifteen of thirty-four, 152 yards, one touchdown, but three picks, including one that went back for a touchdown. Not good. Oklahoma State said we're not going to let the running backs run it. They shut down DJ Giddens and Tritron Ward still for over 110, 120 yards. But how uh, you know Will Howard ran the ball, but you you can't turn the ball over that many times and expect to win. You're not going to have success doing that. So Kansas State kind of said uh, t- a tough weekend for them 29 21 they dropped to three and two that really hurts their chances uh in the big 12 hunt right now we'll see how it shakes out still plenty of football fp play but boy that was a surprise i mean it was it was a lot further apart i mean, it was 20 to 7 at halftime uh and kansas state tried d- digging its way back in but uh it just didn't it- uh, some other regional scores. Nebraska on Friday night, an ugly game against Illinois, but we end up winning 20-7. Nebraska probably should have won, I would say, 35 or 34-7 to 7 is my opinion. They probably should have won because Nebraska had the ball inside the 20 three times and did not score. So I guess I would say Nebraska should have won probably 30 if not, if not 34-7, 34-14, they kept Illinois out on a goal-line stand. But, uh, you know, that was a it was a nice step in the direction for a Nebraska football program that has lost these type of games before in the past. So for them to go on the road and to beat an Illinois team that is not good this year, but to not hurt yourself enough to let that team beat you was a step in the right direction for Nebraska, who now has a nice bye week coming up. They can get rested and recuperated, get some guys healthy, and then get ready for two big games coming up in the month of October where they could possibly position themselves to get a couple more wins, put themselves at five wins. Then you've got four games coming up in the month of November to try and win one and put yourself in a bowl game for the first time since 2016, which is ultimately the goal for the first year of the Matt Rule era. Uh, Kansas ran away literally from UCF. They ran all over them. 399 total yards on the ground. They had 154 from Daniel Hyshaw, 134 or sorry, one thirty four from Daniel Highshaw, 154 from Devin Neal. They ran all over UCF in a 51 22 win, and the Jayhawks, because that ranked back up in the top 25 at number 23. And they did that without, once again, Jalen Daniels. Jason Bean only had to throw it 12 times for 91 yards and a touchdown. If you can run it like that, it does not matter what your quarterback play is. But you got to be able to run it like that, and give credit to Kansas' offensive line on their backs. They got it done, and boy, they got a lot of speed in that backfield, that's for sure. 51 22 the win. Jayhawks 5 1, back in the top 25, one of three Big 12 teams ranked. Oklahoma, Texas, and Kansas. And Colorado, well, they pull it out again at the end. 27-24, a last-second field goal for Colorado. Puts it into an eight-game Pac-12 losing streak to start off the league 0-2. I figured that they would find a way to pull it out in Arizona against Arizona State, who I don't think is that great. It was a closer game than I thought it would be. But Colorado pulls out and gets the win on a last-second field goal, 27 27- 2-24. Buffaloes are 4-2. and two. So there's a few more on college football results from this past weekend. Uh, a couple more quick losers before we get to a break. How about the Denver Broncos? The Denver Broncos losing in what is what? The Nathaniel Hackett Bowl? Yeah, end up losing that one. Had the lead, end up blowing it in the end. Had the lead, end up blowing it in the end. We're leading 13-8 to and what was an ugly first half. The Denver defense fell apart in the second half. Could not slow down Brees Hall, who rumbled for over 177 yards and a touchdown to lead the Jets. Zach Wilson was not amazing. A tu- or an interception just barely under 200 yards. Russell Wilson, 20-31 of 31 with two touchdowns, but a fumble in the, in the last drive where the Broncos could have gone and taken the lead back, but ended up fumbling it, scooped up by the Jets' defender and taken back to the hole. House, excuse me. Yeah, it's a uh, it's tough time for Denver. You're 1-4. in four, You just lost a game where your head coach shot his mouth off, disgracing the previous staff, led by Nathaniel Hackett, and you end up losing to his team now. It's not good in Denver. Not good at all. People are looking and saying, what do we do? And there's a lot of people saying it's time to tear this thing down and, and start over. It's time to rebuild. That's what they're saying in Denver. People I'm reading say it's time to, get. you know, it's time to, you know, Trade away pieces, you know, tank for the number one pick for Caleb Williams, who, once again, there's no guarantee if you tank this year that Caleb Williams is going to come out. Remember, he's got a COVID year that he could come back and he could make more money as a super senior in college because of NIL than he would in the pros. And I've also heard rumors there's lists of teams that he's not going to go to. And the list, the one that I saw, Denver was not on it. That he said he would, you know, there's only five or six teams that he wants to go play Add or play for, and Denver's not on that list. So keep that in mind. Denver Broncos a loser of the weekend. Gosh, not a good, not a good look there in the first of the Jets. And uh, finally, before we get out of here and get to a break, our last loser of the weekend, that is going to go to MLB divisional winners. If you're an MLB divisional winner, it was not a good start to the divisional round for you. On Saturday, the Diamondbacks blasted the Dodgers, much to my delight, 11-2. The Rangers beat the Orioles 3-2. The Phillies uh, shut out the Braves 3-0. The Astros were the lone team that, did not, that played on Saturday, that did not play in the wildcard round, that got a win 6-4. But you go ahead to Sunday, that series got evened back up at a game apiece with the Twins beating the Strohs 6-2. But the Rangers also beat the Orioles 11-8. Meaning that the Rangers are a game away from advancing. And once again, the Diamondbacks and the Phillies are all two games away from advancing. And now you're starting to see people in the Major League Baseball circles talk about, you know, golly, are the playoffs unfair because the division winners have to sit there and wait five days before they play another game and these other teams can take the momentum from the end of the season and put it into the postseason and just keep rolling? I don't know. It's what it's looking like to me right now. We'll see how it all shakes out. There's still games to be played. But boy, a lot of momentum for those wildcard teams, whereas the teams that win the division, not looking that good. And if the Braves end up not making, I almost guarantee it there'll be a rule change because Major League Baseball wants to see Atlanta in the World Series. There you go. Once again, losers of the weekend. Once again, going back to Mario Cristobal after the incident that he had, the Denver Broncos with a horrible loss at home to the Jets. And then Major League Baseball Divisional winners, uh, losers of the weekend. Uh, I got a text message from Michael on our text line, 785-899-2222, talking about the Broncos. So disappointing. Not going to get any easier this Thursday, of course, with the Chiefs coming up. People are saying tank for Williams, but how is he going to do his magic if he doesn't have an O-line? As I always say, it all begins and ends up front. And, uh, yes, if you don't have an offensive or defensive line, it's hard to win a lot of games. All right. It's 7.34. We're way past due. We're going to take a break, come back. Christian peck Dimmitt's going to join us next and take a look back at the Colby-Goodland rivalry game back on Friday night. We'll get to that next here on the Morning Blitz.